what am I talking about with content? You know, content can be a lot of different things. One, I mentioned blog. So obviously you're talking about posts, articles, things that are, you know, topical to the industry. It can be a, a tip sheet, a resource type sheet. It can also be a guide if you're taking a deeper dive, right? You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 5, a podcast dedicated to informing, educating, and influencing the future of housing and services for seniors. Powered by sponsors AccuShield, Connected Living, Hamilton Captel, Inquire, One Day, LTC REIT, It's Never Too Late, Meridian Capital Group, Salinity, The Bridge Group Construction, and produced by Salinity Marketing. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, the senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas. Great guests on today talking about a very special and particular topic uh, relating to sales and marketing in senior living. We want to welcome Heather Fremont. She's the Vice President of Marketing at Maplewood Senior Living. Welcome to the show. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for having me. Love seeing you all. It's great to see you too. You know, there is this long uh, battle between sales and marketing in almost every vertical and every organization. And the ones that are able to integrate that correctly under the same umbrella are the ones that find that kind of magic uh, formula where sales and marketing are working and going in the same path. And the impacts of that have um, are huge on sales. Occupancy is a big topic in senior housing, especially coming out of the last two years. And Heather, we've had a great pre-discussion around how you and Maplewood have been able to integrate sales, marketing, communications, and leveraged content to drive leads and get everybody going in the same direction. Can you talk to us a little bit more about how uh, your strategy and philosophy of bringing marketing and sales together to uh, meet the goals of the organization. Sure, Lucas. Um, one of my favorite subjects, as I already shared with you, um, you know, I've been privileged to be able to do that. I think I, I think it's my fourth time of being able to really look at marketing, sales, and communication, and and pull them under the same umbrella. Um, you know, and and it's all working towards the goal of operations and working, you know, in conjunction with the goals of the organization and the ops team. Um, and I do, you know, definitely see the momentum of that. Um, it's definitely uh, going to be something that many have heard before that there's marketing out there kind of on their own island, um, doing their thing, making their great brochures. They have a wonderful brand, keeping that in, you know, in check all the time um, and creating, you know, brochures and different content that, um, they feel would be great for the organization and for the sales team to use. You know, I think with with having marketing and sales sort of separated on their own islands, there's definitely challenges to that. Oftentimes, what you hear are uh, your sales team saying to you, you know, well, marketing creates these brochures, but they're not what we need. You know, I want to talk about this program and I want to give somebody this and I need to explain this or help them over the hump of their objections and marketing's off doing, you know, creating these things that really aren't that helpful. I mean, they're beautiful, but, you know, they're really not helpful to our, you know, uh, prospective families. So I think there are so many reasons to look at marketing sales and I don't leave out communications in that 
um, you know, under that umbrella, when you when you really start to exist from a marketing and communication standpoint to meet the goals of the organization and the sales team, you then begin to start to drive occupancy. Those things totally need to be aligned. Can you do it separately? Lots of companies do it every day. Lots of senior livings are operating, you know, just like that. Um, but you will find silo, and I truly believe you won't get the momentum that. You get when you're really operating under, you know, the goals of the organization and seeing yourself from a, from a marketing standpoint is really serving um, your sales team. And that means listening and understanding what their needs are, um, you know, getting from them what the needs of the customers are and what the prospects and prospective families are asking for. And then how do we answer that question as a team, you know, and really help them help their customers further? Heather, um, I love this topic, and it is very true um, that there's often an unhealthy friction uh, between marketing, sales, ops, and all of that. And everybody can point the fingers uh, at the other and, and kind of blame for problems and things that might not be where we want them to be. But now you've had not only your this experience, but this is something that you've done kind of through your career is really bringing teams together on this front to communicate, to set goals together, to implement strategies. Can you talk to our audience? Because I think everybody right now that's listening is literally thinking, oh yeah, amen to that. Amen to that. No matter whether you're in sales or in marketing, everybody's feeling that. But it's a big difference to like say that, but then to do something about it. So can you give some practical strategies that you've seen work for you through the years on how you establish that team, where the communication begins uh, and how you go about that kind of on a daily basis? Like what's the framework for that? You know, I mean, part of it is just starting off with that as a mission in the departments. It's obviously working with the team and talking about, you know, what is our purpose in marketing and communications? What are we trying to accomplish here? Ultimately, we're trying to support the goals of the organization. And senior living right now, it's all about occupancy and recruitment, right? You know, it starts with just having that as, you know, this is our goal. What are our goals? What are our objectives? How are we going to get there? And you basically are writing a plan, you know, based off of that. And so, you know, you're always coming back to, does this support sales, you know? And I think part of, you know, your question about how do you do this on the daily, it's really, you know, it's having those conversations and understanding. Um, and so, you know, while I'm in the sales training and the regular sales trainings that we're doing with our teams, we're asking them questions. We're saying, you know, like, let's talk about your objections right now. How are people feeling about COVID? You know, what are, what's holding them back? And so, what all of that is doing is then sending me back to how am I going to respond to that, you know, with our marketing team? How are we going to create maybe a handout that addresses their concerns about COVID? Or how do they move forward in this, you know, with this new climate, right? What are the right questions to ask about moving in a community that are different than, than they were maybe two or three years ago? And so as you're hearing what their, you know, what their conversations are, you're basically taking that and developing that into immediate tools and content that they can use and roll out and help them help their customers through the pipeline and pull them into the pipeline, quite frankly. Uh, you know, and I know we're going to get more into content, but those are the types of things that we do on the daily. It's really listening, going back and forth. Um, you know, we make it our mission that 
if somebody on the sales team says to us, like, I'm struggling with this and how to communicate this, usually within a day or two, we're turning around something for them to help them, whether it's talking points or something they can use with the customer. Um, you know, we work for them to be successful. And you just you have to go in with that attitude. You have to live by that every day and really you know, just come, you know, to the table with solutions for them and you build that rapport and then they're going to tell you more of what their challenges are. And then you start to really see that momentum. I love that. So Heather, I'm going to give you a little bit of um, kind of a, a case study without being too specific and get your thoughts on this. Cause I see this uh, in a lot of organizations. Um, but oftentimes you'll have, whether it's internal marketing department or an agency, and uh, you get these monthly, weekly, quarterly reports, right? And it's like these traffic reports, website, right. social media, and all these things. And marketing agencies really touting that or marketing teams really touting that. And then the sales team uh, is sitting there thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm wasting a bunch of time because these people aren't even qualified, right? And you're driving a bunch of traffic. Yes, but it's it's. I'm, I'm wasting time. So there's always too this kind of friction. And that's when sometimes the finger pointing begins both ways. And sometimes the marketing team saying, oh, well, you just can't close. You just can't close. Talk to you, like, what have you done uh, to really help uh, the, the marketing efforts uh, really be tailored to driving like qualified leads so that maybe that finger pointing is is less or it feels more collaborative that you're working together to drive the actual appropriate traffic. Okay, so a couple parts of that question. One, when there's success and people are being successful, there's not a lot of finger pointing, right? So, you know, you're driving the success, number one. So that means when you're on the same page, we don't see as much finger pointing. So one, it's like, look, we're on the same team. You're not always going to get you know, your traffic is just traffic until you qualify it. You know, it's going back to the topic of content, you know, by using content to help drive traffic, you are going to obviously bring people to the table that are qualified or perhaps are not qualified, or maybe they're ready or not ready. So, you know, they could be anywhere on the journey. They could also not be qualified for your communities. And, you know, it's really kind of working with the team to understand the differences. Um, you know, a lot of the conversation I have with the sales team is we're going to attract people. And it's actually one of our goals is to attract people at all different places on their journey. And we're going to put them in different places in the funnel. Some of them are going to come to the table for us and we're trying to get them when they have been on this journey, they're at the bitter end, they need to make a move immediately and it's need driven. And look, they're going to go right down to the bottom of the funnel, Right. There are going to be other people and we're trying to intentionally get them that may be a couple years off and we're going to touch them. We're going to put them at the top of the funnel once we've qualified and we're going to work on them and helping educate them and take them all the way through that journey, you know, through content and help and education and really helping them, you know, throughout their journey as they're, you know, trying to get to the place where they might be able to move their spouse in to say a memory care program because they're not there yet. They have to, you know, you have to earn that trust over time. And so, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, we are not only trying to attract prospective customers that are right coming in at the bottom of the funnel. You know, people say low hanging fruit, right? Um, we're trying to work them and it, we're, we would prefer to help them on their journey throughout time so that we can build a long-standing trusting relationship with them. Um, 
and just really encouraging them to look at it that way, as opposed to, you know, I want it and I want it right now. Um, because you can still continue to close people, you know, regardless, if you've got them in your CRM and you're helping them on that journey, the ones that weren't ready six months ago are ready today. Um, and if you have that relationship and you've helped them along, they're going to, they're going to choose you. Um, and so it's really educating them on what are these leads coming in. We also we also always know that we have to qualify them. However, you are going to get leads at different places, and it's your job to help them. Sometimes they tell us they're two years out. You start helping them. You build the trust. They're coming to some educational stuff. Suddenly, they love the community and say, I've realized it's time to do this. And it's now only been 30 days. So, you know, I try to encourage them to look at it as, you know, you're on their journey, you're going to be centric to what they need and help them. And I try from a marketing standpoint is we want to give them as many tools as we can to help those customers so that they can trust us early and often. And, and once they do that, you know, they, they suddenly are on a path and it becomes a lot quicker to make those decisions. Does that so help? Oh yeah. So great, okay. great stuff. So let's transition the conversation because you did mention, uh, you may have even said the phrase content is king, uh, but that's what comes to mind. Yeah. So uh, that's a lot easier said than done. Take oh, yeah. us on the journey of like thought process or, or how you guys arrive at quality content. What does that structure look like? Yeah. I mean, you are so right in saying like when I bring up this topic and when I brought it up to, to my own team, when we wrote our initial plan together, they said, you want to do a blog every week on both <laughs> of our brands? Okay. How are we going to do that? You want to produce content every month that's new and fresh? Yeah, we're going to do that. And so, you know, they, they were sort of like, oh gosh, she's crazy. This is going to be fun. You know, and suddenly I look back and, you know, hundreds and hundreds of content pieces later, they see, you know, the impact and, you know, they're proud of their accomplishments. So, you know, how do you do it? I, I guess I start with, you know, what am I talking about with content? You know, content can be a lot of different things. One, I mentioned blog. So obviously you're talking about posts, articles, things that are, you know, topical to the industry and things that people have, you know, top of mind when they're looking at senior living. Um, it can be a, a tip sheet, a resource type sheet. It can also be a guide if you're taking a deeper dive, right? Each of those are, you know, to some extent harder than the other. If you're writing something that's 10 pages, you're obviously doing a deeper dive. It's a little bit harder to do. So you can start small, you know, and initially, you know, what you do is you you put a plan together that you can accomplish. You take a look at, you know, who's on my team? What are the skill sets that everyone has? Who can be doing what? And how can I make a plan? Even if I'm, you know, even just have a goal of producing one or two pieces of content a month, I want to get to the sales team and find what would be the most helpful. You know, what's going to, you know, what are their highest number of objections? What are the topics that come up? What are people struggling with? You know, in the past couple of years, a lot of it might have been COVID. And, you know, what are their concerns? How can we answer them in writing? How can we, you know, do something to give them so that it can make them feel more secure in their decisions? Diving a little bit deeper into what does that content look like? I mean, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. You know, I mentioned where they are in their journey. You know, you can write content to somebody that's 
a couple years out on their journey. Um, you know, especially when you're talking about independent living people that may be looking a little bit further out. You can also write content for people that are in an emergency situation that are literally need driven and need to make a quick decision. Um, so you're looking at the different places on the journey and thinking about how do I answer these questions? But, you know, in marketing, you don't have to make that up. You go back right back to the sales team. As soon as you start, you know, and I said this before, but bridging the gap, you know, to play off of you all. But um, between marketing and sales, your sales team quickly responds to that. And they say, you know, gosh, thank you for doing this. And suddenly you're now really, you know, having a relationship that they're going to be sharing more with you. And that gives you more, you know, concepts for what we could do, be doing to help them, you know. So you can target people on different places in their path. Um, you can look at objections. I always say, look at their pain points. What are the things that stop people? You suddenly are going along this journey and they go, eh, you know, I changed my mind. Or they put a deposit down and they pull it. What is it that stopped them? Are they overwhelmed? Do they not understand the financial? Do they know if mom's going to fit in? And so we want to answer what stops them. And so all of those different things are ways to really look at the content and say, these are the things we should be writing about. Um, you know, you said, how do we do it? So I'll skip the why, um, because I think the how is oftentimes, you know, where people definitely get stuck. Um, but how, you know, one, one, you want to, like I said, you want to look at your team, see what your skill set is. Two, if you have people on your team that you think can start to do this and you have a topic, you set a small goal, you make an outline, you pass it back to somebody that you trust and you just start doing it. Um, and before you know it, you're designing it and you're putting a first piece out there. If you can't do it internally, because you don't have that strength on your team, is there some, someone you can outsource it to? Can you pay you know, somebody that's an expert in, in one of those areas, design, writing, whatever, to help you once you have an outline? Um, do you work with any agencies? You know, is that something that you want to, to pay and outsource? So there's a lot of different ways to accomplish it. Obviously, it depends on your budget. And I've done it all different ways. And I think depending on what you're trying to do, um, you know, you can use different methods for it. Some you may do internally, some may, you may need to look outside of your organization, but it's well worth it. Well, Heather, that is really, really good stuff. And, and I appreciate you sharing some of the practical how-to. And, you know, one of the themes that was occurring to me while you were talking through all of the different content that you're producing and you recommend our listeners producing is this idea of content with purpose because every example you gave you were giving very intentional purpose for that content not content just for the sake of something that looks cool or is a cool sound bite it actually was driving towards a purpose very intentional lucas i love your thoughts on this i've often called you the linkedin ninja uh you <laughs> produce content on linkedin that obviously that's how me and you met uh, was kind of following each other, and we met at an event uh, years ago. What What are your thoughts on this? Well, I think it's a, it's an incredible conversation because um, obviously my perspective is way more B two B, but this conversation I think is uh, highly driven in more of the consumer marketplace, and which is where operators that's where they're spending their time um, on sales and marketing, and so. Um, but I think that it's it's so similar. Where um, obviously the B two B marketplace it has its own nuances. And the consumer marketplace has its own nuances too. And I think the key to any type of content on this strategy that we're talking about is just consistency. Um, people can't expect to put out 
a blog one month and then next quarter do it again and uh, and think that that's going to actually you know drive good leads. You know, you want to become the source of great information where you create followers and people are connecting to you. And so I think it's an incredible conversation. And I can tell that the senior living marketplace coming out of the past two years of this, uh, you know, kind of, you know, desperate situation that we've all been in. um, I think the good byproduct of that has been basically a forcing of the hand to uh, leverage social media, add in technology and start to develop a bigger content strategy. If you don't, you're just not going to make it. And so I think it's a really uh, good conversation, especially Heather, you there at Maplewood have been able to have success in this arena. And I think it's great to share these thoughts and ideas uh, with the whole industry. Well, Heather, thanks for joining us today and bridging the gap between sales and marketing, uh, something that's so important. Uh, I love the intentionality behind the content that you guys are producing. Congratulations. I can't wait for our audience to connect with you that maybe aren't already. We know you're a very busy person. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you all. I appreciate the opportunity to you know, speak with you and um, good luck to everyone on their growth and their occupancy. That's great. A great thing to end on here on the Bridge the Gap Network. Go to btgvoice.com for more information about this show and many others. Connect with us on social. We'll make sure we put all of Heather's contact information in the show notes so you can ping her on LinkedIn and check out their website and see what they're doing as far as content. And thanks to everybody for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with Josh and Lucas. Connect with the BTG Network team and use your voice to influence the industry by connecting with us at btgvoice.com.